a memo to sports headline writers over America. We know you're looking for clicks, but I saw this one this morning. Look at the Eagles, Dolphins, Cowboys got a haul because of how badly the 49ers whiffed on the Trey Lance deal. You guys all realize um, the next draft, they found their franchise quarterback and they landed in the same space. A cheap, talented quarterback who they don't have to pay big boy money to for three to four years. Finding a quarterback in the seventh round last pick, that's unprecedented. That's almost impossible. Whiffing on a first round pick happens all the time. Getting aggressive, moving up for a quarterback that doesn't work. That happens all the time. How you get a franchise quarterback is not that relevant. That you get a franchise quarterback is really relevant or the coach and GM lose their jobs. Pete Carroll's a legend. Before he landed Russell Wilson, they gave Matt Flynn a three-year deal with a chance to make $26 million. He threw nine passes. They traded a second-round pick for Charlie Whitehurst. He never played. Then they landed Russell Wilson. Matt Flynn and Charlie Whitehurst disappear into the ether. They found their franchise quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo, older quarterback, couldn't stay healthy. So the Niners rolled the dice, traded up to get a young, sturdy, athletic, coachable, smart kid. Didn't work. But also it should be noted, the following year, last pick in the draft, they found it. Doesn't matter that Pete Carroll traded a second round pick for Charlie Whitehurst, or they were gonna pay Matt Flynn up to 26 million. How in life has a thousand paths? That doesn't care which one you take. Denver Nuggets, did you know they drafted Rudy Gobert with a first round pick 10 years ago? Moved off it in about an hour. The next year they got Jokic in the second round. They got their center, nobody cares. How and that are two different things. NFL's a bottom line business. The Niners got Joe Montana in the third round, Kaepernick in the second, Brock Purdy in the seventh, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo in a trade, Steve Young in a trade. Well, most of those guys got him to a Super Bowl. How, who cares, that important. I mean, go look at the Jets. They fly out to Malibu, they're desperate. They got Aaron Rodgers, how? They hired Nathaniel Hackett. They told him they'd get in Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, whatever. They've got Aaron Rodgers. How they got him, who cares? That they got him is everything. Go look at Jared Goff. The Rams give up a haul to move up to get Jared Goff. A haul. Looks like a bust. Fire a coach, get a new offensive coach with no head coaching experience. Goff gets good, goes to a Super Bowl. They pay him a fortune. But a year and a half later, they get tired of it. Then they give up a bunch of picks to get Matt Stafford and win a ring. Nobody cares. Sean McVay's ring never falls off. They got the ring. Rams are even bad now. Doesn't matter. Got the ring. Kyle Shanahan hat doesn't have one. Everybody worries about the how. Don't. How you end up happy in life is irrelevant. That you end up happy in life is everything. J-Mac is, Ryan is, I am, different paths. The Niners have their franchise quarterback. 
and they don't have to pay him for three years. Nobody cares how Pete Carroll found his. Brady was in the sixth, Dak was in the fourth, Tony Romo and Kurt Warner were undrafted. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Everybody gets caught up in the how. That. Headline writers. The headline is, Niners have their franchise quarterback and will pay him a nickel for the next three years. His name is Brock Purdy. It all evens out. They even have a good backup, Sam Darnold, who could start for teams. They're fine. The Trey Lance thing happens about half the time. You either draft a guy in the first round, you move up for a guy in the first round, and quarterback, the hardest position to evaluate, doesn't work out. Doesn't mean he's a bad kid. Doesn't mean he can't play. Just not in San Francisco. It's fine. They got him. Name's Brock Purdy. All right, speaking of headline writers, we used to have a president and he always used the term fake news. And there is some fake news out there. There's a lot of people now, bloggers, uh, you know, anonymous stuff. If you don't know who's writing what, New York Times, Washington Post, Chicago Tribune, ABC, NBC, CBS, even many of you think they have agendas, right? Now we have a cable world where this one is right-wing stuff, this one is left-wing stuff, CNN was this, now they're that. Yeah, I understand it. Political stuff has agendas, but there are legitimate news organizations. But I do see stuff in the media where I understand why you, the consumer, get worn out. And that this is not a big deal, but you should try to ask questions that you don't know the answer to. And I saw this headline this morning, USC quarterback Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams says he's not decided whether to enter the 2024 NFL draft. Yeah, he has, it's over and every fan knows it. He's gonna be a top five pick. Probably number one. Overwhelmingly number one if he doesn't get hurt. There's no story. When it comes to young athletes or young people or victims, you tread more lightly. The season hasn't started. No reporter should be employed if he's still struggling with the idea of what Caleb Williams is going to do after this year. He shouldn't be employed. It's not difficult. Who drafts him? We don't know. That's worth a discussion. Arizona Raiders, Texans, that's fascinating. That he's going to leave after this year, it's done, it's over, don't be naive. It's over. Well, Colin, the NIL is irrelevant. USC probably works deals to pay him three to four million bucks a year. He's gonna sign a contract as the number one pick for whatever number one picks get. He's leaving, it's over. I told you two years before Andrew Luck got drafted, he's gonna be number one. I told you two years before Trevor Lawrence got drafted, when he played in the national title game against Alabama, that's your number one pick. I'm telling you a year in advance, and you know it. He's the number one pick if he's healthy. Drake Mays probably too, maybe Harrison, the receiver from Ohio State. A lot of good players this year, great draft. Great, great draft, last year a bad draft. But come on media, do better. We know he's leaving college, there's no debate. This is like college football writers who write about who's going to win the Heisman in week three. Is that what really fans are talking about? They want to know who's going to win the games. You're not even in the conference play yet. Caleb Williams is leaving college after this year. Why do a gotcha? Why do a find a quote you can use? He said what he has to say. You know, I haven't thought about that. All I care about is this season. The fact that he had to answer a question, or it's a discussion, or it's a headline, that's why people turn on the media. They don't care if we make mistakes. Listen, when a surgeon makes a mistake, a trapeze artist makes a mistake, a pilot makes a mistake, it's punitive. People can die. We all make mistakes in our life. 
This is not the end of the world. But there's a reason why trust in the media has plummeted. And it's not on mistakes, it's on agendas. It's, it's doing stuff just for primarily gotcha. This feels like a gotcha. Taylor Williams not decided what it's over. It's all over. He's going number one if he's healthy. If he gets banged up, maybe somebody pauses and he goes two, three, or four. But it's not a story. Not to anybody who's being honest. You're a big CEO. You go to a company. What are you going to do? You're going to bring your soldiers. People that know you. They know your strengths. Your team. They know your weaknesses. But really what, what they can do, because you can't be in every meeting room, they're going to carry your message. Remember Brady goes to Tampa, give me Gronk, carry my message. It's very important. HBO Hard Knocks, Randall Cobb's not in his prime, but man did Aaron Rodgers want him back with Green Bay and he really wanted him with the Jets. We don't think he's hyper productive, but he knows Aaron. He knows what Aaron likes. He knows what Aaron doesn't. Aaron didn't want to offend his young receivers. He needs somebody to do it for him. Randall, I'll get you employment. I'll get you on my team. You gotta deliver the message. A real interesting moment. Veteran receiver telling the kids, don't whine when he doesn't throw it to you. Get your book memorized. Get your routes figured out. Clean up your act. And we've talked about this for years with Aaron Rodgers. I got a decade of evidence here. Joe Burrow, Andrew Luck, and Trevor Lawrence Mahomes could throw five picks in the first half. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change their body language. It doesn't change their mood. It doesn't change who they are. Aaron's different. If he throws a second pick, everything, the room changes. Aaron doesn't like to look bad. I'm not a psychologist, but he gets very prickly, very fast. He shuts down. It's his personality. It is who he is. And we got 15 years evidence. One guy in the country kept mentioning it 10 years ago. Now most of you agree with me. It's who Aaron is. He's very aware how he's viewed. Doesn't want to look like the bad guy. Andrew Luck didn't care. Trevor Lawrence doesn't care. You saw that first half against the Chargers in the playoffs. He doesn't care. He's going to come out slinging. Aaron will shut down. And so here's what HBO has showed me about the Jets. So far, a lot of mistakes by the young receivers. And then last week, a lot of mistakes by the young offensive lineman. <laughs> there's some there's some beeping red caution lights on this Jets team. Um, and I've always had a, a theory on this with Aaron. And again, I'm not a psychologist, but I, generally, if you don't get the rings and the trophies, stats mean more to you. And so, you know, in his prime, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning are getting all the trophies. And so stats, MVPs, passer rating, Aaron's is second all-time to Mahomes, tend to mean more. It's not a criticism. It's the way it works in all sports. If you don't get the rings and the trophies, then the stats and the MVPs mean more. Tom Brady's had 12 years of double-digit picks. Nobody cares. But Tom would if he didn't have a trophy room. Meanwhile, Aaron's only had three years with double-digit picks. Much fewer than Tom more regular season MVPs, also a higher all-time passer rating, and allows Aaron someday to say, hey, if I'd had Belichick with my talent, look what I have been. Gives him a little bit of an out in those rankings and lists. I don't think Aaron obsesses over it, but we got 12, 15 years of evidence here. 
It matters. He doesn't like to throw picks. Andrew Luck didn't care. Burrow doesn't care. Trevor Lawrence doesn't care. I don't think Herbert cares. It matters for Aaron. And so, and we said this for years, you run the wrong route. He won't throw it to you. I always thought Brady, it mattered a little to Brady, much less so as he started stacking trophies. Tom didn't like to throw it if you didn't know the route, but in the end, he had pick sixes in Super Bowls. Tom got over it fast as he started stacking trophies. All right, here's the other a story. Um, I was just talking to somebody a couple of nights ago, uh, 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 um, a woman, and we were talking about some conspiracy theory on the Maui fires, and she grew up in Maui, and I'm like, oh my God, it's a tragedy. It's awful, really? And we kind of came to the conclusion there are just conspiracy theories now about everything. Looney Tunes and so it's a small faction of people in the Bay Area but uh, that they believe that Kyle Shanahan has it out for Trey Lance <laughs> they seriously believe this all Kyle Shanahan wants I can assure you this is to get a Super Bowl ring like his rival McVay but um, so he's answering questions they get right now there's a small faction of people that cover the Niners that What's going on with Trey Lance? Is he the backup there really pushing for it? Yet we still have preseason games and practices. There's no rush on it. Some kooky San Francisco 49er blogger is absolutely convinced. I'm not going to even say his name. He, he's absolutely convinced here. They're trying to sabotage Trey Lance. Folks, talent's not hard to spot. When, I, when, when Nick Wright got hired at FS1, I listened to 90 seconds of his radio tape, and I told our bosses, Hire that guy. He's really funny. Now he's on a hit show. It's not that hard. Go watch any talent show on television with music. I mean, you literally need about three lyrics and you're like, yeah, that person's really, really good. It's not hard. It's, it's called like watching stuff. It's very easy to see that Brock Purdy, based on what my eyes told me last year, is very good at getting the ball out quickly and accurately. And my eyes also tell me very quickly that Sam Darnold has had the best camp of all their quarterbacks this year. And that Trey Lance, it just doesn't look pretty. And it's just like not getting much better. Doesn't mean he's a bust, but he doesn't fit on this Super Bowl roster. So conspiracy theory, it's right in front of you. And find me all the great quarterbacks who popped in year three. Daniel Jones did not pop, he just got a legitimate coach. Well, Aaron Rodgers, different generation. And secondly, Aaron Rodgers sat behind a legend. If Trey Lance was great, he'd be starting over Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold, okay? You don't pop in year three. Trevor Lawrence, Burrow, Mahomes. Now, that doesn't mean you can't have a rocky year one Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. But once you get the offensive coach that works, Brian Dayball, you know, in Philadelphia, or Brian Dayball in Buffalo, it, you see it really, really fast. It just doesn't look very good. Trey doesn't throw a great ball. It's not as twitchy as you think. Doesn't have a lot of snaps. It's really raw. It's not getting considerably better. There's no conspiracy here either. We know San Francisco's a little kooky to begin with, but can we, can we hold off on Kyle Shanahan sabotaging something? He wants to win a Super Bowl. It's the only thing he doesn't have. He's got a great reputation. He's got trips to the Super Bowl. He's got dominance over his rival, Sean McVay. He's got respect from the industry. He's let uh, coaches under his coaching tree have gone on to be successful. Guy's got everything. Dad's a legend. He's got everything, except the ring. It's all he wants.
I don't know Kyle, I know his dad, I know people close to him, he's obsessed getting a ring. If Trey could get him one, he would get all the snaps and he'd be the backup or the starter. Tom Pelissaro earlier this week, the Niners, they just can't wait for Trey to get going. Trey Lance was always a projection going back to when he was coming out of college because he just hadn't started that many games. He ran a pro-style offense, but it was a really run-heavy type of an offense. And in a league where they were physically overmatching everybody that they went up against, I don't know that we really have a full understanding right now of what Trey Lance is going to be. But if you're Kyle Shanahan and you feel like the rest of your roster can win a Super Bowl right now, you frankly don't have a lot of time to be trying to work through some of those basic growing pains. If you gave up the amount of draft capital that the 49ers did to go up and get Trey Lance, right now you are selling at the absolute basement. If you move on, he's going to be number three. Eventually they'd like to move him. It's no conspiracy theory. I know. You go down those rabbit holes, you go down X, you go, in, you go all these little threads and you... You're absolutely sure everything's a conspiracy theory. Niners want to win Super Bowls. They got everything else. Division titles, money, legacy, wins, been to a Super Bowl. They just want a ring. And whoever gets in the ring, that's who they're loyal to. That's all it is. It's not more clouded than that.